Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, Jeremy Callahan. Welcome to the show this week where we are going to talk about how to define if there is an actual market for a product before you even go out and build it. And the reason this is important is because, you know, a lot of companies come to me with ideas for mobile apps. Years ago, before that, it was websites. Um, I have a master's degree, so I've just been working with a lot of people over the years, helping them develop products. And in the early days, what we used to do was always just go and build the product. You know, I was happy to kind of have a new client and have some money. And if somebody had some money to spend, I was always in to just go and build whatever they wanted to build. And many times, there was never a market for the product or the client would get their finished product and they just wouldn't market it correctly. And so what I started to realize over time was that I didn't want to be involved in projects that were just dead end projects that never went anywhere. And we never really understood that process. You know, is there an actual market? So this podcast today is to define if there's a market before you build a product. And this could apply to anything. It doesn't have to be a mobile app. It could be a website. It could be a hard product. Say you wanted to create um, some sort of physical device that you want to sell in stores. Maybe you want to import something from China. Is there a market for it? Right? And so I'm going to give you some examples of how to determine that. And the first one is a personal one of mine. And I'm just going to walk you through this process because it's a great example. And about two years ago, a friend of mine came to me, he has a painting company and he has this website and he wanted to like update the photos on his website. And it was just a, you know, I just did it for him as a friend. Uh, it didn't take me very long, it took me like 15 minutes to change these pictures out. But while I was doing it, I noticed on his website, there was a contact form and you probably have a contact form on your website, you know, no matter what business you're in. And I always say contact forms are tired. They're tired, they're, they're long gone, they're yesterday's news. Nobody uses, nobody replies to the contact form any day. Anyways, they may send you an email, but it's very rare an actual legitimate person fills out your contact form on your webpage. So I was, I came across this product just randomly. Somebody had that I was trying to contact for a meeting. They said, hey, I have this link, it's called Calendarly. Calendarly, C-A-L-N-D dot L-Y. That's their URL if you want to look them up. Calendly or something like that. I don't know how you exactly say it. But anyways, you go on there and they have a free widget. And what the widget does, I'll show you on my screen right now if you're watching. Um, if, you're listening to the, if you're listening to this somewhere online, check us out on YouTube. Jeremy Callahan is the channel on YouTube. And you can look it up and see what this actually looks like. But if you're just listening on the podcast, then you'll have to listen to my description. <laughs> so basically what it is, is you open it, it's, it's a website 
it ties into your existing calendar, your Google Calendar, your Yahoo Calendar. I don't think it ties into a iCalendar for a MacBook. It may now. Um, and what you do is it basically shows all the times you're actually open for a meeting. And this guy that I was trying to contact in his email signature said, book a time with me. And it had a link and I clicked on the link and it showed all these, there was like four or five round circles of the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you click on each day and it would actually show the time slots available for that. And so it's really handy and it's, it's free. Well, there's a paid version. So the free version, um, their branding is on it. So if you go to my website, jeremycallahan.com and you click schedule a call right now, you'll see this widget. It pops up and it has the calendar there and you just pick a day and you pick a time. And the beauty of it is it sends you a, it sends you a confirmation. It sends me a confirmation that there's been a meeting. If you change the meeting time or I change the meeting time, then that also shows up. It re-emails everybody. It sends us a reminder the day before the meeting or an hour before you can set up, you know, when you're in and you can go onto the website version of it and you can pick actually, if you say you don't want to be av available before, I don't know, 11 AM every day of the week, then you can just block that time off. And then if some, and if you have something else on your calendar, like say you have another meeting with another client and you actually put that in through Google, through your Google calendar or your Yahoo calendar or whatever your account, your outlook calendar, it blocks that time off. So it's really handy because one of the things you think about in this world that I know I personally waste a lot of time with, and I bet you do as well is scheduling, you know, Hey, I want, I want you to be on my show as a guest. And you say, yeah. And I say, well, okay, well, when? And Wednesday, and then we're emailing back and forth. And it just, it's really inefficient and it wastes a lot of time. So I had come across this product, Calendly, and I thought, well, I'll put it on my website. And then while I was updating the pictures for my friend Mark, who has a painting company, I thought, I actually called him and I said, Mark, you know, how much time do you waste booking appointments? Because again, he's a painter. So if you're in any kind of um, any kind of industry where you do a lot of estimates, like if estimates are the life of your business, like think about that. If like what I do, estimates are a big part of it. If I can do ten estimates, maybe I can close three. But if I can do a hundred, I can close thirty. So what's a way? that I could get faster appointments so I can get more estimates. And this is the problem that he has as a painter. If you're a roofer, if you're in construction, um, if you're a chiropractor, whatever you are, um, if you're a personal trainer, right? And you need people booking appointments. You don't need to be wasting your time sending emails back and forth. It slows down the process. It makes it way too manual. So this actually does it for you. So I put it on his website for him and there's a free version. I just put the free version on. I forget what you get. If you pay, it's like seven bucks a month. Maybe it's ten dollars a month if you pay for it. You get a few more options. And um, I put it on his website, and all of a sudden, he started getting people booking times, people booking estimates. And he went out and he closed a few deals. And he was he was super stoked about it. You know, it it increased his business a little bit. It wasn't like a huge bump, but it was like maybe one more job a month, which as a painter is, is pretty darn good. And he actually got to a point where he thought he was going to have to get another crew or he thinks he has to get another crew now. So a couple years ago, 
just stumbled onto a product, put it on his web page, and then I thought, well, I could put these on people's web pages for them so easy and so fast. I could charge you like a hundred bucks to put that on your website. Go in, put it on your website, and you would have it. And it would take it would take me maybe an hour, uh, maybe an hour, maybe probably more like a half hour. Like hundred bucks, half hour. That's two hundred dollars an hour. That's good pay, and it's easy. So the question is, I I think I know there's a market. And you might have a product or a service or a business right now that you're thinking of and you're wondering, you know, oh, this is, this is gonna be a slam dunk. Because this is a good example because it did not work out, okay? So I hooked this guy up, Painter website. He gets a few estimates and I think, this has gotta work for everybody. Let's start a business around it. But I was strategic. I thought about it a little bit. I thought, actually, is there a market for this? Because there's a lot of X factors. There could be a market for it, but how do I get at that market? So what I decided to do, and I actually wrote about this on my blog, uh, jeremycallahan.com. I have a blog, most of it's videos, but I used to do a lot of writing. And I did this, I said, okay, 30 days, I'm gonna start a business in 30 days, and I'm gonna put $500 into it. And so that was the, the only two requirements, or the only two um, stipulations I put on myself. $500, 30 days to see if there was a market for this particular product. So what I did is I created this web page. And here it is right here. It, this is it's okay, so I didn't have to pay for the web page cuz I develop web pages and mobile apps, so I know how to do that. But you know, you could have a page like this created for, you know, 50 bucks. Maybe less. Real simple. One page landing page and it's uh it's got a headline more estimates equals more money. Got a call to action there. And then I made, uh, how long is this video? Three minutes and 27 second video of what the product actually does. And it's just me talking like, hey, do you have a problem with you know booking estimates and time? And if you do, and then uh, hooked it up to a PayPal button. Uh, you know, here, I mean, on the landing page here, you can see the, the various things that this, uh, you know, problems it solves written. There's video and it's written. Just your basic landing sales page. And then a button, it's actually $50 on it right now, but we tried it at 100, we tried it at 50. And uh, links to a PayPal account. So you, somebody can go in and sign up. So landing page created, we'll say for 50 bucks, so that leaves $450. And then I just started running some Facebook ads to it. So I started looking for um, painters. I decided I would start with painters since Mark was a painter. We did it on the painters. He, you know, we had success on it. Let's see if other painters are into this. So we went onto Facebook and started a ad campaign. And you could do this with any product. Like whatever your product is, you can do this. So you go onto Facebook and you create an advertising account. And one of the great things about Facebook is, and again, when we talk about Facebook, we're also talking about Instagram now because Facebook owns Instagram is you can pick an audience of who sees that particular product or, or your advertisement. So I went through and picked painters, painting companies. I forget all the other ones. There was a few others. Maybe we picked plumbers and uh, I forget the other um, genres of people. And it was mostly men and created a few ads. So there's a site, it's called $20 Banners, $20banners.com and you go on there and they'll actually create 
ads for you for $20. So created a few there. So created two ads there. So now we're in a hundred bucks. We got a website and a couple of ads and we're in a hundred bucks. And then I started running them. So I had a $400 ad budget to run to see if people would click through, get to the page, watch the video, or just buy, right? And so with a $400 budget, did it in $100 chunks. So we we're gonna do $400 chunks. And what we found in the first $100 chunk was that uh, Facebook messed up our ad. And they were, they were showing the ad, but the link was broken on it. So we had to go back and forth with, with, um, with the team at Facebook to get that rectified. And they credited us, it was, it was their mistake, but you know, it cost us like a week of time. And so what I found is, is in the, when the first chunk of ads finally ran, the first successful chunk of ads was that we were getting good click through, people were actually clicking, but no one was buying. No one, no one was actually clicking on the buy link. So I think that was maybe at the $100 price point. So we decided, well, let's lower it to 50. And then we did another $100. And again, no one was clicking and no one was buying. And we changed up the the landing page a little bit to give it a different look and we we were testing metrics on everything and no one was clicking the buy so after basically 250 dollars of ads i scrapped the project i was like no one's clicking it um was it too early perhaps could i have tried something different on the landing page and tweaked it more yeah perhaps um but Actually, it wasn't 250. It was it was 450 that I ended up spending in ads. So I almost spent all of the money on ads, and we didn't get a single sale. So the idea was, is if we could, you know, if it was a hundred dollars, if we landed a customer, it was a hundred dollars, and it cost us, you know, 50 to get that customer. Then we know there's a market. We know there's something there. And tried four cycles of ads. Tried a lot of different things, and it didn't work out. So we know there's no market there, right? We know that there's no market for the product. And that is something you can do because you know the topic of the show today is how do you define a market before you actually build a product? Like how can you go in very lean? What's the leanest way you can go into a market and test something out to determine if there's actually people there? Don't tell me in your gut that you know you've got a million dollar idea and everybody's gonna love it and everybody's gonna share it. You might be right. Nine times out of 10, you're wrong. So determine if there's a market there. I'll give you another example of a market that, that, that defined, and this one was, was successful, and this was for my app, ShoeSwipe. So ShoeSwipe is an app that is Tinder. It's exactly like the dating app Tinder where you swipe right and you swipe left, except for it's all shoes. And there's about 50,000 shoes inside of ShoeSwipe. And you swipe through, and based on what you like and dislike, we start to learn about things. And then, you know, that's what we do. So I had started, and, th and this is again, I stumbled upon and learned it. I could have done this way up front to begin with, but I went onto Facebook and I created a group, you know, like a shoe swipe business page. And then on that page, I went into the ads section. And in the ads section, there's something called a like campaign. Like, I like that. Um, and so what you do is you pay, I don't know, I probably paid 50 bucks. Actually, I only paid 25. And I just wanted people to like my page, Shoe Swipe. And so people started liking it, and I paid a little bit more money and more people liked it. 
And I think I ended up paying about 80 bucks and I got 500 people that liked shoe swipe. Okay, big deal, 500 people like it. Well, what Facebook also has is, a, is what they call a look-alike campaign. So out of the 500 people that actually went in and liked my app, they do a look-alike. They go and they find two million people that are exactly like those 500 or very near, same age, same gender, um, maybe same income, I don't know. They have all these different price or uh, marketing points or whatever you call them. And they basically go in and they define an audience. So based on 500 people, they found, it wasn't two million, it was maybe like 400,000 other people. So now I know that there's a specific type of person that likes my page. It was all women. Um, it was women between like 25 to 34 was the majority of it. And there was kind of women above that age range and below that age range as well. So we knew that. And then we also knew that um, based on that, that those 500, now we saw a market of 400,000. And we test ran ads to that 500 group as well to really make sure that there was a market there. So we know there's a market there. So I'm gonna kinda put it to you right now to think about you know, what's a way you can define a market before building your product. And that's just, you know, I just gave you examples of, of Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising that you could use. And I want you to just get your mind thinking, how can you test it? You know, how can you socially hack something to test it? Like I'll give you um, another good example. And this is different, this is completely different. Guy comes to me, he's got a, an idea for an app for a uh, real estate, for a real estate app that basically somebody will show up on demand and show you a house. So if you're in front of a house, um, you can say, I wanna see this house and it would go out to all the agents and then who's ever closest at that point can come and show you the house. The Uber for real estate, for real estate listings. It's a good idea. But how can we test that? Can't run ads. I mean, I guess we could run ads. But a better way, a real simple way to test it, was on every house there's a real estate sign. So I said, well, why don't we just socially hack the sign and put something on there that says, text, show me to 9600. Have you ever seen those... Um, if you, sometimes you'll see these in like marketing conferences and stuff. It'll be like text Jeremy to 9600. And then when you do that, it'll actually send you a link to like my webpage or whatever, right? So, by the way, don't text Jeremy to 9600 because I don't have that set up. But it sends information. So that was my thought on it. I'm like, hey, let's just put a sign on there that says text show me to 9600. And then you could type in the address on this. And then it would say, it would text you back immediately and say, what's the address? And you say, you know, 1400 Central Avenue. And it's like, boom. And then we weren't really gonna, we weren't gonna send an agent or do anything. All, all we were gonna do is just track if there was traffic for that, if people actually would text it. So um, we actually never ran that test because the client didn't wanna move forward with, with the app, but I did suggest that. So these are some ideas of ways that you can Get a product out there in front of people in a social environment, socially hack it, so you can see if there's something out there for it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, 
It can be, a, it, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to cost you any money. Like you could just start a social page on Instagram. You could start a, a page on Facebook, on any other social media platform, and see if people follow it. See if people share it. There's an app, it's called Shine. Shine Text, S-H-I-N-E, Shine. It's shiny. Um, and what it does is it sends you like a, it, it does, I think it sends you an inspirational quote, but what it wants you to do is like take some action as well. So it's not just a quote of the day. It's like, hey, here's a quote of the day and then um, send, and then it always has like a, a challenge for you. And like a challenge would be real simple. It'd be like, send a positive message to someone in your family. And then the next day it might get a little more difficult for you. It'll say like, send a positive message to someone you don't like. Write something positive on their Facebook page for someone you don't like. So it's this, it's this app that they want you to socially go out and, you know, interact with other people in a positive way. Great idea. So what they did to define a market before they built the app, they were actually building the app, but as they were building the app, they wanted to define a market and see what kind of people they could actually market to once the app went live. And again, the, the, the topic of the day is how do you define a market before you build anything? And they did a great job. What they did is they created a Instagram page and on the Instagram page, they started a 12 day challenge. And it was stuff like that. It was like, send a text to somebody you love. Day two, send a text to somebody you haven't talked to in five years. Day three, send a text to somebody you hate, right? And they started getting a lot of people sharing it and, and they did a really good job. So like if you're a good marketer, this is something like that if you can get people to share something before you've even went live with a product, then you know you got a market there. And what they did is not only that, they not only did they do the 12 day challenge, but they did a 30 day challenge. They did a lot of other little neat things. And if you look at their Instagram page, it's uh, shine text again or their webpage, they have some good blog posts about some other things that they've done to really get engagement around their app and their product. And what they found is as they were going through this process, they did this for six months before the app launched, and like two months in, three months in, they kind of started changing their product because they started realizing what people were actually doing on social media and what they, they go, oh, you know, actually people want this feature. They, they, they would find more value in this feature. And so that's what they did. And so again, when we talk about it, is there a market for your idea? And again, I, I, I develop apps, I develop websites, mainly apps, and you know, I always want to make sure there's a market for my customer before we go in and develop an app. And then not only that, is there a market? How can we market to that app? So we don't get way down the road where the app's about to launch and we go, well, we, we better start thinking about marketing. Right? We want to start thinking about that very early on in the process and helping our clients think that way early on in the process. So a lot of it becomes, and if you've, you've listened to you know, my other recordings, I always talk about the most important step in any product is prototyping. You know, how can we prototype an, an idea, your idea, and get it in front of somebody so they can actually see something and test it? Because we have an idea. I got an idea for an app right now. Just came up with one today. Another great idea. Million dollar, cannot miss idea. It's a great idea, right? So I'm gonna prototype it. And then I prototype it, and when I have a prototype of it, 
I have a prototype that I can send to people I know. See, here's the product. It doesn't, it's a prototype now. So it doesn't, it's not fully functional. People can't enter in their data or anything, but they can kind of get an idea. They can see the logo. They can see the pages. They can see how it functions, what it does. Gets people excited. It gets people going. It gets people moving. People like to see a product in their hand. It also gives you an opportunity when somebody sees it in their hand, they go, well, it doesn't do this and it looks ugly. So you better be prepared for that negative feedback because it always comes. Everybody wants to help you design your product. <laughs> Everybody does. So that's the good news. So prototyping is always the most important step in developing any product. And so, you know, I would say at the same time, defining if there actually is a market is the second most, is also the most important thing. And I think they actually tie together and they go hand in hand because a lot of times you might not be able to actually define if there's a market unless somebody actually sees an actual product, right? At the beginning of the show, we, I kicked off and you know I talked about the estimation tool and that's just a virtual product. So we can put that on the, on the internet and anybody can see it and they can give us feedback on it and we can actually see if there's a product there. You know, then I talked about shoe swipe. I talked about like, how do you get a, how do you create Facebook groups and get people to like it and actually see if there's an audience, see if people share your stuff, right? And then we talked about the real estate one, like how maybe we could just socially hack it. Maybe we could just do something in the real world. It's not even on the internet. Even though it's a, it's a mobile app product, there was a way to test that mobile app in the real world without actually ever developing a mobile app or running an ad on any kind of social network or you know, any, any, anywhere on the internet. We didn't have to run it out. We could just put it on the sign and see if somebody called. And um, so very important, if you do have an idea for any product, you know, make sure you define if there's, how do you define if there's a market before you actually get to that product? So if you need help with ideas about how to get started in this, please contact me, jeremycallahan.com have the YouTube channel, follow me there, have the podcast. Please give me a follow, a like, a share. I really appreciate it. I hope you found value in this today. I hope there's a way that you and I can work in the future and I can help you define if there's a market for your product or service.